0: And now, here is Doreen.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm a psychologist, and I host this podcast, Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. When I invite guests to come on to this show, I ask them to, well, what you might call unzip and go back to where the struggle was in their life when they felt like they didn't have a voice. And what we get to learn is more about, well, what happened? Was there some circumstance? I mean, because we aren't born without a voice or a sense of ourselves early on, is when our sense of who we are, what we can do, and our confidence actually arise pretty early. And when it doesn't, sometimes that struggle to find your voice later in life continues. So today, I would like to introduce Chris Wells. And after struggling for years with low self-esteem and a lack of purpose, and after taking a year off from work to travel around the world, and after doing a lot of deep diving and growing, Chris decided to create an intentional path forward and started coaching in early 2020. Well, that's uh, very recent, and I support you getting out there for sure. You obviously had to feel like you found your voice to be able to make an intentional choice like that. But well, we like to start early on, and that wasn't always the case. So, Chris, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Downing. It's a pleasure to be here with you. appreciate it.
1: Great. Well, Let's go with some of the sense of when you look back, what what was it like and how did you experience not having a voice?
2: Sure. I, I really think it goes back to a pretty young age for me. My interests in school weren't quite the same as my older brothers. I'm the youngest of three boys and my two older brothers were very interested in school their school work doing well and they were both excellent students throughout their educational careers and I came along and was way more interested in socializing and making friends and I did okay in school but I just didn't have the same level of interest and my family didn't know how to deal with that I think I think because I come from a long line of engineers a lot of left-brained People. Uh, so math and science was kind of the focus in my family. And I came along and I was more of a people person. And that just wasn't um, as known in my family or celebrated. And so I, I felt like it wasn't okay to be me. I got in trouble a lot for talking in class, for having conversations with other kids, and because I wasn't paying attention and all of that. And so it, it seemed to be a, a negative thing that this interest of mine
1: <laughs> I like the way you're posing that actually and I think the listeners there will probably be lots of people who can relate that their natural bubbly bright spirit is uh, who you really are early on in life and yet the surrounding the environment says hey you don't fit in <laughs> And that sounds like it was your your case. That, uh, but when you were at school, it also sounds like you got in trouble. Where did you feel like people really went? Yay, you! You know, let's let's play or let's have a good time together.
2: Oh, well, I, I think probably outside of the classroom and even on you know, on breaks, recess when I was really young, and then playing sports with people. Uh, and my friends, I I got away from team sports uh, when I was a teenager and, and participated a lot in individual sports like skateboarding and snowboarding. And I had a, a large group of friends, and we all were into the same stuff. And I became a bit of a leader in that that circle, and uh, did did quite well socially. <laughs> but uh, my my studies continued to deteriorate through K, like K through twelve and into high school. About really bad, and i I kind of got dark um, emotionally around that time, also, I think because i because I felt so stifled, I was
1: yeah. still
2: trying to fit in this box, and my brothers both graduated,
1: you know top ten in their
2: class, and <laughs> uh, and I you know, came along, and I'm like barely getting getting by and uh, you know i was I was bored with it and also just feeling bad uh, because i wasn't doing well. but then outside of that, I was thriving. I had a large group of friends and I was doing quite well socially.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What a dichotomy to have a sense of uh, your bright spirit and yet comparing. And I hear that that's one of the issues for you, but also for lots of people. They compare themselves to, well, other people in their family, but also, uh, what the standard is in our educational system, you know, the A is what we're all they say what we need and what we're striving for.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and that living that way, comparison, I and mean, when I think that is something that's taught to most of us when we're young by our education system, systems, and our parents and all that. But that's a, a real joy killer when we compare. And, and what I used to do is compare. Uh, my whole self to a part of someone else, and and then felt like I felt fell short, and I'm not I'm just not a good enough person in general because I'm not as good at math as my brother or science or what, whatever thing. I I wound up comparing my entire being to one strong aspect of another human being, and going, see I'm no good <laughs> because I don't I'm not as good at that one thing.
1: Oh, I hear a lot of that later on in life with the clients I work with, exactly what you're talking about, the comparison of self, especially in, let's say, corporate environments or even in entrepreneurship, the ability to get out there and to be more fully expressed is hard. But when you compare yourself to others who are, uh, I'm going to quote this, air quotes, successful. (laughs) Hey, I I don't look like them. And so my business isn't uh, thriving because I don't look like them, but maybe you're just trying to be like them as opposed to learn to be more of yourself, which is what we're talking about today, being yourself. And I'm so glad you pointed that out, that, that one aspect of yourself uh, that, I mean, the whole of you is being compared to one aspect of another human being.
2: Right. And that, that really can make you feel bad about yourself, make you feel less than, and that's what I did to myself for a long time. And it caused a lot of confusion and, and myself too. Like who, who am I? What do I want? Um, initially when I was starting college, so I did make it through high school. <laughs> and, and after that, when I was starting college, I really had an interest in psychology but that was kind of uh, unheard of in my family. And I just, I didn't get a lot of direct pressure to not pursue that path, but it it just seemed like it wasn't really celebrated or supported in my family. And so I actually wound up switching pretty early on from psychology to accounting. And I picked accounting just because I was like, good enough with numbers and my older brother was doing it. I looked up to him and I just thought, oh, well, I'll just do that. Like That seems like a, a better path forward for me, given my family situation and and uh, my thoughts around money. I also had a lot of fear around money because I grew up not poor, but lower middle class. And there was a lot of fear in my family around money. and And so I thought, well... What better way to make money than like focus on finances for, <laughs> for bit. I'll just have this whole dedicated path toward finance and accounting. And I had a very successful career for 20 plus years, but it was never a good fit for, I never really enjoyed it. And it never was, it never felt on purpose or fulfilling <laughs> for me aspects of it did, but not, not overall.
1: Choices. Wow. You know, the choices that not that you were forced, but that the circumstances led you to make a choice. I hear that a lot, too. But before I go into the wake up and how you really, after 20 years in accounting, (laughs) came to make a different choice or decision, I want to ask, because you said it a couple of times, I like the phrase celebrated. You said that about early on, you know, who you are, the way you are being more celebrated was not celebrated in your, your family. And so just say a little bit about I, I can understand parents who want their children to be upward mobile, <laughs> I guess is the idea. Is that what it was, what was going on? Or was there something else?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it was really just the, what my family was used to. I think everyone just labeled themselves in my family as left-brained. We're, you know, we're science people, we're math people. That's just who we are. We really value and ce- celebrate an IQ, right? Like intelligence was this really big focal point Uh, instead of maybe EQ or just, you know, being a a kind, compassionate, loving person. It was more about the intelligence being left-brained and doing well with with that stuff. And so, um, I mean, I was loved and liked in my family and even adored by certain family members, but it was the, the thing that I focused on so much was What I saw as being so important and celebrated at the highest level in my family, and that was good grades, and it was having a good memory and being good at math and science, Mm -hmm. really.
1: Right. And guess what? That reflects society. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) so let's move forward then you made it through schools and uh, made this career choice and you've admitted that yeah you you plugged yourself in but it really wasn't who you are truly in your 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 core and your spirit so what happened that you woke up or that you was that a series of uh, episodes or what what happened
2: yes definitely uh there's a, a long story to that, but ultimately what, what happened was, uh, I watched this video. It was a Jack Canfield, Jack Canfield masterclass on Gaia on creating your life purpose statement. And here I was kind of going through life, feeling that. And I, I was aware that that was missing for myself, but I had no idea how to, I thought I had to find it. Like it was something that was already out there for me. And I, And I had to search and find it. And he came along with this exercise you can do to basically create it. And I went through the steps and I, it was an epiphany for me. I had this aha moment. Oh, wow. This actually feels really good. This, there's something to this. And so uh, that was um, right around the same time I left to go on this year long trip of traveling all around the world with my girlfriend. And we met, people from all walks of life, different religions and socioeconomic status. And, and we just, it was this eye, hugely eye-opening experience to travel around the world. I've, I've always been a spiritual person, have felt a connection with God. Um, I was Christian going into that trip and uh, coming out of it, not so much Christian anymore, but more just deep felt a deeper connection to god a, a deeper personal connection and just felt like i didn't need religion any anymore so that i i changed in that way and just just started uh what actually went like coming back from that trip uh i actually went and got another job doing consulting work in accounting and finance and then worked for this um startup running their accounting and finance for a while but it's just couldn't do it anymore. I, 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 working in an office environment like that doing work that was just okay because I knew how to do it and I was decent at it but didn't love it. I just couldn't keep showing up for that anymore. and so I, I really started um, I had written down my whole life purpose and kept coming back to that, coming back to my experiences, traveling and just thought I'd ha- I have to do something different or what, what can I do? And just based on all of my life experiences that I had um, in high school, I had experienced a lot of trauma, um, a lot of death of close friends, a lot of grief and guilt and shame that came along with all of that. And um, suffered from depression and anxiety for a long time and worked with uh, my own therapist and a life coach and all of these things to help me develop the tools that I needed to manage these things and overcome them and just become healthier and happier and and living more fully and because of all of these experiences i thought life coaching i just i thought i i want to do something where i can help people believe better thoughts about who they are and what they want in life and like why they're here and help them gain their own sense of purpose and uh, turn that into a more meaningful fulfilling enjoyable life help people have more adventure and more play and love more fully. And like just all all of every. I started learning about life coaching and learned that through the coaching techniques, you can help people with all these different aspects of life. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is something for me, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, if somebody could, those who are listening, I just want to say, uh, your face lights up when you talk about possibility and life coaching. Uh, when you talked about the travel with your girlfriend and how mm-hmm. you, uh, it was such an eye opener, and y- you came back and you realized, well, it, you weren't, you didn't have so much religion, but I really got that you were more spiritual, connected mm-hmm. to uh, a deeper meaning of for yourself and. The whole idea of you returning and trying to plug yourself in just seems like, oh, no, no wonder it couldn't work. It's like a plant that got nourished and grew out there in the world, came back and tried to fit himself in the same small pot. And you just, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. That's
2: a great analogy. That's what it felt like. It just didn't fit anymore. I didn't fit in (laughs) that box anymore.
1: (laughs) I also got that you were you had hints some some you know whispers you might say that that something wasn't quite lined up for you around yourself, your work, what you're doing, and meaning and uh, so before you took that trip was was that part of, was did you do the jack camfield um exercises before you you took off for or Um, I
2: think it was actually during (laughs) Uh I think it was during that trip
1: so your soul was already stirring (laughs) wasn't it yeah the adventure the not only the adventure externally but the adventure internally what goes on inside of ourselves and yeah you can we can People get stuck in depression and patterns and anxiety, but the willingness to to say whoa, there's there's got to be more. Where is it? And uh, the search, the search. There's uh, who is it? Uh, the search for meaning is a is a good uh, book. So I think that's. Oh, yeah, what I love, I love can, that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So search for meaning, and it feels like you you found it. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about. Well what about you and being a coach nowadays?
2: Right. So it's it's something that energizes me. When I when I do the work, when I work with my clients and help them have breakthrough moments in their lives, it just fires me up. I come alive. You mentioned you could see it in my face just talking about it, right? And like that's that's what I get from it versus the work I used to do, which drained me. Right. And, and instead of energizing it, just zapped me and so there's you know there there's that and then just the um the realization that i've had myself uh, when it comes to coaching and the and the models that i use and the tools that i use in, in my coaching practice with people and how much they have helped me personally i mentioned having anxiety disorder in the past i i used to take xanax to because i i would have panic attacks and then this like the like lower level just general anxiety disorder where i felt anxious all the time and so i uh, took xanax um, and this was years ago I, I, in the early 2000s i was on it when i was in my early 20s and i uh, i learned how to manage it to the point where i didn't need it 2007 was the last time i i took um a xanax for my anxiety it was because i uh, was working with uh a, a therapist at the time, and I had a friend who challenged me to get off the drugs, and, um, and so I did. I did a lot of work on that, and was able to do it. So I, I know from firsthand experience that um, there are things that you can do to help yourself overcome uh, these situations that can be very limiting. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I just feel just so compelled to help others um and not necessarily with things like anxiety and depression but that can be a side uh, result um benefit from doing the work that we do it should make more around helping people with confidence and and decision making and getting better results for themselves in life and that ultimately leads to people becoming a different person which includes feeling better about themselves and about life
1: yes uh, the idea about becoming a different person to me says something about voice and that the sense of where your voice comes from. If you're different, it sure seems like the voice comes from a different place. Do you have any comments about that?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's so the, the difference is just getting more in touch with who you actually are and allowing that. And I the, I think the voice comes from your truth about who you are and what matters to you. So like developing your, um, your values, or at least like um, becoming like getting to understand your values, what what really matters and developing that sense of purpose. And from that, uh, I, I think that's something that you could be really passionate about and bold about and just share that with the world because it feels so good to do that. And so now I, you know, I just feel like I'm and just sharing a truth. And and I think it's a, a beneficial truth. And so I feel at ease sharing that with, with the world.
1: Oh, I really like, and I hope people hear this, that the voice, your voice, is more of a sense of I'm sharing my voice rather than I'm trying to get my message out there and, you know, let me uh, stand up and shout. It's more just, I have something to share. I've learned something and I know it has value. I have value. And my voice comes from what I know and my truth. It just feels so natural.
2: Right. Yeah. It comes more from a place of excitement um, and just like wanting to give that that gift away because it's done so much for me.
1: Yeah, I see that. And well, we're coming to an end and I want to be able to give you some, uh, some room to share with people how they can get in touch with you and if there's any kind of tip around, because you mentioned anxiety and you your belief that people can move through it. And since uh, anxiety is a lot of what stops people from speaking up, uh, any tips you can give around anxiety?
2: Sure, I, I have a tool that I've been using uh, for myself and now with my clients. It's been really helpful. It's called the uh, Rain technique, and it's a an acronym. So Rain uh, stands for R is the uh, recognition. So re- recognize what it is you're feeling. And so if it's anxiety, you can recognize it. Okay, I'm feeling anxious. And the A is to allow it. So let it let it be there. And I, I really think this is the critical part because when we don't allow things when we resist what is, they grow stronger. And that's when they really get a hold of us and become a disorder and um, lead to um, addictions and other unhealthy things because we're avoiding th- feeling something that's uncomfortable or painful. So allow the discomfort or the pain of the anxiety to be there. That's the A. And then I is investigate it. So what, what's what might be causing this feeling of anxiety? and and also what what can i do to help myself feel better and and that leads to the end which is nurture so nurture yourself actually give yourself whatever it is you need to to feel better and but don't don't avoid it don't don't do something that's ultimately going to make you feel worse like drinking or doing drugs or just binge binge watching tv to to escape and not deal with it, but actually allow yourself to, to feel it. But then maybe all you need to do is um, meditate or breathe deeply and slowly so that you can calm your, your body down physically, which will lead to your mind calming down as well, which is usually all I need uh, because those moments still come on. I um, I'm not a huge fan of flying and I've done a lot of (laughs) flying now, and I, I can feel that little bit of panic come on, on a plane. And so I'll go through this rain process with myself. And, and really what I need is just to remember that I'm fine. There's plenty of air to breathe. I'm not going to be trapped on this plane forever. Just breathe. And and then it'll just go away pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I hear that uh, we talk about voice. And I hear that you also have a voice within you, which you just demonstrated is that self talk. And so I just want to summarize again. That was rain. Recognize A is allow. Mm-hmm. I is investigate, and N is nurture or nourish. I wasn't quite sure, but it seems like that last one. Uh, I like I like that that it that you point to what we need, what our body, what our mind, what our heart needs is nourishment rather than just go out and act. <laughs> you know, find a strategy. So. Uh, it seems like it's really compassionate, your approach.
2: It, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. What, what we really mostly need is self-compassion. Right? With, um, it, when, when we're feeling a, a certain way that we don't like or don't get the results we want, a lot of times we beat ourselves up. We're really hard and, and judge, hard on ourselves and, and overly judgmental. And that just makes everything worse. <laughs> so that what we need is to pause and just, understand that we're all just children learning how to walk, you know, and that you wouldn't, you wouldn't yell at your toddler learning how to walk. Right. And that's all you are in this life. That's all we all are. So allow yourself to figure things out (laughs) as you go and know that it's, you're not going to get everything right. One hundred percent of the time and it's okay.
1: Yeah. Self-acceptance. Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, Just, last words, please.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, you asked how to get a hold of me or in touch. I'm on LinkedIn. So it's um, just under my name, Chris Wells, W-E-A-L-S. Uh, and also, um, I do a lot of free talks through the Life Coach University, which is founded by a friend of mine. And it's a wonderful platform. There's a lot of other coaches on there that just go on and, and we we call them uh, PIF talks. PIF stands for pay it forward. So we do a lot of free um, it's basically like webinars but it's just us sharing sharing it's sharing our voice our message and it's absolutely free to attend these uh, online sessions through lifecoachuniversity.com and all we ask is that you pay the kindness forward so go out in the world and spread the love and uh, so that that's one way you can um, listen to me and and, uh, and then find other coaches doing the same thing it's I really enjoy being part of that platform yeah
1: You're generous. Thank you very much, Chris, for being here today. Yeah, thank
2: you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person Doreen interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.